Hey everybody, Dean here. Just a quick note before the episode starts to let you know that we had a bit of a technical issue with this one. I wanted to share it with you all because it's a great episode, but somewhere 18 to 22-ish minutes into this episode, there will be a drop in quality. Before we recorded, I had kept the SD card in my back pocket and I, I was sitting on it on the bus for 90 minutes. I think maybe it got sweaty and, or, or smushed or something. Uh, so it failed on us, but we did have a backup recorder running in the room. Uh, we've done the best we can at cleaning up the rest of that audio, and I hope it's not too distracting for you, but I wanted to share this recording with you anyway. It's a wonderful episode. Most of it's intact, so please enjoy Season 2, Episode 13 of The Corporation. Hello, colleagues. Hello, friends. Welcome to the unofficial podcast all about Hogswood Cooper Media. If you don't know, Hogswood Cooper is the international conglomerate that owns everything from coal mines to tech startups, news stations to casinos. Now, I don't work for HCM personally. I'm just their number one fan. And with this podcast, I'm on a mission. I want to interview folks who work in every subsidiary of this remarkable company. So join me, won't you? I'm Dean Ardenfeld, and this is The Corporation. My first guest is the Director of Operations at Blue Buzz LLC, an elite social media management firm that specializes in running Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts for over 500 local police departments nationwide. Blue Buzz creates feel-good videos and other exciting content that demonstrates the helpful, harmless nature of the boys in blue who work for your local PD. In his spare time, he creates sand art of old movie stars. Please welcome Shipley Dutrick. Hello, Shipley. Hi, Dean. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Wow. It's so it's so important, the work that you're doing out there I, to sort of get, you know, people to understand what's happening with the police yeah, departments. Yeah, exactly. Sure thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, we do have on all of our cop cars across the country little mm. slogans on the side of them that let people know we're here to help, we're here to protect, we're here to serve. But I think, a lot I've, of people, I think I've seen that. That's that's on virtually every police car I in the country. I would say so. And that's you guys. That's well, I I pick up in a long line of uh, police. Uh, what's the word? Uh, image management. Oh, so just like some, like an Irish family might have like six cops in their family. Sure. Not to profile or anything. No, that's all good. You, you, might, actually, you, you have other brand professionals for the police department in well, your family. N- well, no. I mean, my father before me was a police officer oh, okay. and most of my family is police officers, but okay. I continue to fail the courses. Uh, oh, like the, the, the exam that they do. The yeah. exam to get you into the uh, force. You don't even know the... You're not even able to tell me the name of the exam. So I don't I'm think... Assuming so. that... No. That might, they don't make you answer that when you're doing the test. Okay, gotcha. So I don't... So, I, boy, would I like to be a cop. Yeah. But it, that has so far evaded me. Right. So I have found another passion, which is uh, rehabilitating the image of, uh, well, police officers in our nation, because Dean, I don't know if you're aware, but there have been kind of a few little oopsie daisies lately, Yeah, and a lot of people are not on the side of the people who are here 
to help to serve and protect right yeah so um i mean this is you you know you're downplaying your your importance here because you're no. the director of operations exactly. of this uh, major social media company exactly. and you know i know that a lot of people use the word copaganda but you're you're saying that you're just tr- showing the truth even though uh I, from what i gather um the videos and the photos and everything that you're posting uh, on social media, it, they are staged, but they're based well, on real things that happen. Right. right, they're staged, but they are. B- so I'll give you an example. Great. Uh, we filmed this one in Dallas. We had a police officer, and this was based on a true thing that happened. Okay. He pulled over a person, and this is where I kind of started to take liberties. <laughs> so from here, he instead of what actually happened, which mm. was an officer-involved explosion. He took out an ice cream cone from behind him and gave it to the person behind the wheel. So that's so fun. That is so fun. Because what are you, because a lot of people, they get pulled over. They think, wow, well, here's the worst part of my day. Right. But not always. Not always. What if this police officer's got a treat? Right, right. So, so, and you don't feel any uh, any sort of guilt about displaying displaying something like an officer presenting uh, someone with an ice cream cone when, in fact, the reality was much darker. Well, we did use the same officer. Oh, really? Oh, that's nice. So he got to reenact the whole thing, except instead of making yeah. a horrible mistake uh, with an explosion that he, potentially what, harmed the someone, officer was involved in an explosion. Yeah, but instead. He gets to reach behind him. It's almost like a do-over, right? And it, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, it's a bit of a do-over. Yeah. Wouldn't, and wouldn't we all like one or two of those? Right. Yeah. Like if someone said, "Dean, uh, think of the biggest mistake you've made in your life or your career. You sure. get to do it again, but with ice cream this time and yeah. do it right." I would absolutely be right on board with that. I, yeah. And one other fun thing is that it's kind of. Um, you ever watch Impractical Jokers? Oh, I love that show. It's so fun. So funny. It's so funny. And we often like it so that the people who are in the videos who are not the officers, mm. they have no idea what's going on. Sure. Because that's how you get those authentic reactions. Yeah. And it's so fun, too, because I told the officer, he, his face was all over town, so they knew who this guy was. Okay. And so they were scared half to death. He reaches behind him, and they said, oh, no, I'm gonna about to get exploded. Yeah. And he reaches behind him, lickety split, and pulls out a drumstick, the caramel kind. Wow. Cookie core. And it was delicious. And they you should have seen the look on their faces. They yeah. were crying in that in that front. Uh, what is that? Driver's side uh, seat. Oh, you're talking about... So I was thinking you meant like people going by. Uh, but you're talking about the people who actually got pulled over were not actors. That was like he, no. he just pulled over a random... Uh, no. One thing that's so cool about yeah. police officers is that now they all got cameras. So you barely, right. I barely have to hire a crew. From what I understand, a lot of police officers don't have their body cams on all the time. Right. So you have to make sure that they turn them on for this shoot. Yeah, exactly. I do have to tell them because a lot of times when a police officer gets nervous, they'll just switch that right, right. off on instinct. Exactly, right. So I got to tell them, don't, hey, don't turn that off yeah. no matter it, because they're not used to being on camera. These no. folks aren't professionals. No. So they, they, I, they're, this is a different kind of And then if they have an ingrained habit, to. it is to switch yeah. the camera off, exactly. not to switch it on. No, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. So <laughs> we do a lot, of, we spend a lot of time working on that. Yeah. And I've seen some of your videos and wow. they are just incredible. I mean, we've got videos of, you know, cops with kids 
kittens, cops kneeling cops at Black kittens. Lives Matter pr- Absolutely. Pr- protests. I Absolutely. Mean, Those really. are all me. Yeah. Uh, we did this fun one recently where there was a pickup game of soccer, and I had about eight to ten squad cars pull up, sirens blazing. We got to use our military budget for this one. Oh, that's fun. Uh, this was really great. There were tanks, there were cop cars, and they wow. came out guns a-blazing, and as they ran up to the field, the cops threw their guns over the fence and said, over, they came into the field, no, okay, you... and they threw their guns back over the other side of the fence uh-huh. and said, we got next. And then they started playing soccer too. Wow. Ow. And, oh, I get excited. You to said talk they about came it. running out guns a blazing. Yes. Now, uh, were they firing their weapons? Up in the air. Yeah, okay. Not at anyone. Sure, yeah. But that must have gotten the attention of whoever was on the pitch. Right, exactly. A few of the, well, because it was a full game of pickup soccer, but enough people ran away that the cops were able to join in on the next match. I see. So I got got next was really an unnecessary thing to say after having driven away most of the people with the firing of their weapons. Oh, but it was so inspiring. The cops (laughs) actually let the other team, I think they let the other team win because they're an athletic bunch, so they probably would have been able to win no problem if they had put their minds to it really yeah 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 now what i love is a campaign that you started um you're really trying to take back the acab acronym yes and so you're you've got an all cops are beautiful campaign going. all on cops right now. are beautiful each yeah. and every one and i also my well i was walking down the street um and i saw a billboard that said all bodies are beautiful and i said abab <laughs> now hold on a second I can take that, turn it, spin it into something real nice. Wow. All cops are beautiful. You Because I had been using a cop, a boy, to kind of put, uh, kind of infantilize them and make them a little more innocent in the eyes of America. Uh-huh. Uh, because you see a cop, you see like a big scary man with a gun. Mm. And cops can be women. But I was using a cop, a boy. Uh-huh. And we. so now I think this works a little bit much better yeah. because all cops are beautiful in the physical sense as well as kind of the more serene kind of, I think the Dalai Lama would say, uh, internal. Sure, yeah. And if I see, now if I see some gutter punk with a sign or a tattoo or a, a sonon patch on the back of their jacket says ACAB. Mm. Now half of America is going to say, "Well, they, that could mean anything. Right. That could mean all cops are." And I'm not going to say I'm not going to say the bad one. Right. Or right. it could also mean all cops are beautiful. Right. And there's a handful of people who do mean a cop, a boy. Did you so that you did spread that a little I bit spread before that around you, before you pivoted? You had to. You had to it didn't really that. take off. Didn't really take off great because uh, <laughs> it takes explaining each time I have to do it. Sure. And one thing that I've learned is that an explanation mm. kind of defeats sort of the propaganda. Now, well, it's not propaganda. It kind of defeats the message mm-hmm. of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. You must have to stay away from that 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 p word uh, propaganda because yeah. it seems like you know a lot of people I know the haters are going to come after you and say absolutely you know, this is this is propaganda or this is you know misrepresenting what do you say to people who are like you know we have a serious problem systemic problem in this country with police violence and you know overreach and, and I say tune into NBC at eight p.m. on Wednesdays and you'll see our brand new TV show Cop Angel Whoa. which is an angel who comes down to earth and becomes a police officer okay now I mean that's incredible and because- that'll change your mind right quick. I mean, 
I mean, we in this country, we have had a lot of cop shows that uh, now are just now, I think, uh, sort of people are starting to realize like, oh, man, this has really affected my uh, my opinion of police yeah. officers. But th- this seems like an elevating almost to sainthood. Exactly. Absolutely. And you, yeah, you, you look at this and you see a cop who's an angel. You're not going to let them into your house oh, on I a no knock yeah. warrant. Come on. <laughs> So, they ra- they ding dong. They the the slogan of the show is "Halo, it's the cops." Oh, Halo, H A L O. And so I'm assuming that you're synergizing that so that some cops who are serving no knock warrants are saying that catchphrase as they're busting yeah. into people's houses, and yeah. that's helping to sort of grease the skids. If exactly, people. they yeah. knock on the door, they say "Halo." It's well, it's a no knock warrant, but mm. they bust down the door. And one of the things, because a lot of times these cops get nervous and they don't say it's the police; they just enter plain clothes, start firing. Is that what it is? They they get nervous. They get and nervous. They, they turn off their body cams. They get and forget nervous. They to turn say off the, the body police. cams. They forget to say it's the police, and then it all goes to shit. Yeah, nerves can really do that. It really. So it so they enter on in, and now I've kind of trained them to say "Halo." Ding dong, <laughs> angels have arrived. Oh wow! So they don't even—they don't even identify themselves as police officers. They just are saying the catchphrase well, from a show that from we're a, hoping from a very well-regarded that's yeah. getting pretty good Nielsen ratings now. Then now in this age of Netflix, yeah, I didn't know they still did Nielsen ra- ratings. Actually, I think they do. Uh, and okay, so it's an exciting prospect because yeah. if you if you watch NBC Live, you've seen ads for for. Angel cop, cop angel. Cop what, angel. what was it? I cop angel. <laughs> cop and angel. Uh, you're gonna. I mean, if you've seen any of the promos, you know the catchphrase. And first thing you'll think is, "Oh, these people are here to protect me from the person they think is living in my house." Right, right. That's really inspiring. Really inspiring. And I think you know, I don't give up. I think I think someday, especially with all the good that you're doing for police departments across the country, someday you may uh, find yourself, you know, wearing the blue uniform. Do you think? Oh gosh, do you mean that, man? I, yeah, well, the thing is, every time I take the test, I get nervous, and oh, really? I pull, yeah. Yeah, I pull out my service weapon at times when I'm not supposed to, and they say, mm-hmm. that's fine, that's fine, keep going. And that's, then I, That's not where you fail. No, that's not yeah. where I fail at all. In yeah. fact, they said, well, and then, so I keep going, and then there's a written exam that I always fail because I turn it in blank, and they said, that's okay, you can keep going. Oh, okay. You'd think at a certain point, almost immediately I'd fail, but yeah. it turns out I'm I'm just simply too tall. Too tall. I'm you just are, way uh, too tall. You are an, uh, uh, I didn't want to say anything because yeah. I didn't want to make yourself conscious, but you are, you know, abnormally tall, which is fine. But it's interesting to me that you uh, that 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 your your treatment of a deadly weapon yeah. and your ability to read and write are not the things keeping you from being a police officer. No, not at all. All of my personality failings, they said, fit right in. Okay. But uh, you know, I'm generally angry. Yeah. I uh, I run towards conflict instead of away from it, and uh-huh. I try to solve problems by yelling. Okay. Uh, they said that's great. Yeah. Come on in. Yep. But I get in there, and I there's no police uniform that fits me. Right. I kind of have to squeeze into all of the vehicles. Yeah. Right. Right. And the dogs are all scared of me because I'm tall. Wow. Well, I mean, there's not a whole lot, I guess, we could do about that. But yeah. I think, you know, uh, that's what happens, though. Sometimes you just uh, find another avenue. And sometimes sometimes uh, a person who doesn't win the presidency can go on to do something incredible with their life that, you know, makes even more of an impact that, than had they b- won the election. You right. Know I mean? Like make a documentary about icebergs. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't thinking. Yeah. You mean you're, you? talking about, you're talking about Fat Al Gore. Fat Al Gore. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, before we move on to our next guest, oh. I do want to ask about your hobby. You, oh, sure. You make sand art of old movie stars. I make sand art of old movie stars. What I do wow. is I go to a beach, mm. and I recently tried this black sand beach in Iceland, but it was mostly pebbles. They said it was sand, but it's pebbles, and you can't work with that. Mm. So I go to a beach, and I take the sand, and I kind of put it together in a way that would resemble... Uh, maybe a Cary Grant or a Myrna Loy or a Mae West okay. or someone. Yeah. I try to avoid, I mean, I did Mae West once, but that was far too sexual. Okay. Yeah, you don't want like children on the beach to stumble across something that's lewd. And, no, yeah. absolutely not. And honestly, though, it's just the face of a person. So okay. the children would just see a person, right? Yeah. And that's not a problem at all. But it's the adults who know who Mae West is. Oh. And they say, oh, I see why you did Mae West. And I said, no. Yeah. You know, that's not why I'm building this sand sculpture. It's because I appreciate old Hollywood films. Yeah. I and wouldn't you appreciate seeing this black and white movie star in full beige? That's exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. I, I, may, I see the problem, though, because if I came across you sculpting a face of Mae West, yeah. I might think, oh, he's about to do the rest of And it's of not May a sex West. thing. But he's uh, he's. He's only halfway done. He's going to no. do the rest of her. No, I'm not. And maybe I would have a problem with that. No, I wouldn't. No. I, I would never sculpt a busty woman out of sand. No. And you can write that down. Okay. I'm not doing it. No, I wouldn't ask you to. Yeah. But it's all faces, what you're saying. It is. It's all. You're getting me mad. I'm getting nervous now. What's the best one you've done so far? The best one I've done would be, uh, would be Audrey Hepburn, a oh. classic beauty. Yeah. You're getting me mad. She's not a sex pot. At all, it's 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 amazing that you say that you are quick to rage and run toward conflict because uh, from uh, you seem like a very relaxed person. No, right? I'm not. <laughs> this is making me incensed. I don't like to be misrepresented. No, I just like the classic Hollywood stars and starlets. Okay, so I'm making them out of sand to see them in color for the first time. Sure. <sighs> I mean, you don't like to be misrepresented, and you don't like the the police departments across America to be mis misrepresented. I hate the tide. Sometimes it ruins my sculptures. <laughs> okay. If I could shoot the ocean, I would. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. I mean, hobbies are supposed to bring your blood pressure down, <laughs> and I'm not sure this is bringing your blood pressure down, but uh, but it, It's a pure and innocent hobby that other people ruin for me. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, let's move on here and take a deep breath. Okay. Um, folks, my second guest today is standing up right now because we were afraid to give him a metal chair. We'll find out why. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This fall on NBC, it's a very special new show. He's an angel with some unfinished business. I accidentally shot her baby, God. I'm sorry, but you already lived your one life, Charles. She's a grieving mother of a dead baby. I wish I could look into the eyes of the cop who shot my baby. Now they're both getting a second chance at happiness. I'm only here on Earth for a short time, Karen. You killed my baby. I find you despicable, but also... Extremely attractive? Yes. Sometimes reconciliation is as simple as falling in love. Halo, it's the cops. Open up your heart. Do you have a warrant? How about this caramel drumstick instead? My hero! See? Sometimes cops aren't scary at all. They're just hot angels that want to give you ice cream. This fall on NBC, don't miss... You're an angel. I'm your angel. My cop angel. Cop angel. Wednesdays this fall on NBC, 8, 7 central. 
we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we'll talk more with Shipley Dutrick from Blue Buzz LLC, but now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. He is the chief promoter and chairman of the International Wrestling Federation of the World, or IWFW. Hogswood Beatdown, the regular IWFW pay-per-view event that airs on Hogswood Cooper Cable Networks, has been declining in viewership in recent years, but it's still trucking along in its 33rd year. On weekends, my guest has been learning to rollerblade backwards. Please welcome Griff Chisholm. Hello, Griff. How you doing, Dan? Uh, I'm great. So, uh, you're, you know, you're, you're a, a legend uh, uh, in the wrestling community. Thank you. I agree with that. Yes. Awesome. Um, uh, I, I want to know, um, uh, you know, not to start on a somber note here, but it seems like viewership has been declining in recent years. Are we losing our taste for manufactured violence? No, I got to be honest, Steve. I got no idea what you're talking about in terms <laughs> of that viewership. I think one well, of the problems is people are looking at total aggregate numbers as if the most people watching is important. Hmm. What's important is 60 to 65-year-old men are watching our show, and that sure. is the demo that counts. That's true, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you, you only need to look at the presidential election to know that the total number of people doing something isn't the most important thing. If we've proved anything in this country, it's that a handful of 10 older white men can change the world. <laughs> That's true. And why wouldn't you uh, target, super target what you're doing directly to those people, right? I will say, though, we have been working over at the uh, IWFW to try to outreach to different types, you know, oh, ladies really? and diverses and what have you. Ladies and diverses. Sure, you know. Okay. I heard that. What kind of, uh, what kind of diverses are you after, actually? My lawyers have told me that I should not specify which kind of diverses that okay. I am interested in. Yeah, no, I didn't want to put you on the spot there because I know there have been a few times where you've talked to the press and you've uh, attempted to answer that question and it's gone poorly. Look, words are not my strong suit is what I have discovered. Yeah, well, you know, and you can't say anything these days with cancel culture and everything else, right? You can't say no. what... Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, um, well. Shipley, no I uh, appreciate him <laughs> chiming in because honestly, every single word that he said, I wanted to chime in with, brother, I believe that. That is incredible. Okay. Yeah, no, but I do want to talk to you, Griff. I mean, I want to talk to you. You're a former Obviously wrestler. Obviously, I am incredible. You're former, I am the current champion. You are, yeah. That's interesting to me because you are the chairman and you're running this whole business and uh, and you're the face of it, but you're also actively wrestling under uh, under the name Griff Snakeface Chisholm, right? Okay, that's the spot. Uh, that right there is where we lost the main feed and we're going to pick up right where we left off with the backup audio. Without further ado, the rest of Season 2, Episode 13. But you're also actively wrestling under uh, under the name Griff Snakeface Chisholm, right? Right. Well, the problem is none of these young kids today have the balls to take a full cobra down to the ring. Sure. And that's always been what set me apart, you yeah. know, yeah. is that there has been there's never been a snake too big for me. Yeah. How how many times over the last thirty three years have you been uh, bit by a poisonous snake? Well, asking a wrestler to remember the amount of times that something happened is never going to be our strong suit. I see. I see. Uh, it feels infinite, though. That's what I'll say. <laughs> really. And so you must know each and every time it happens now exactly what to do very quickly, right? I mean, in that I should probably know what to do, absolutely. Mm. In that what I choose to do is cut a promo and then try to find a hot woman to make out with. Oh, okay. Yeah, I suppose I do know what to do, yeah. So that's what you'd recommend for someone who had recently gotten bit by a snake? 
I would recommend that you watch someone cool do something awesome before you die, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be the tagline for this wrestling show Hogswood beat down right now, couldn't it? I mean, that's what makes us incredible, I think, is that we are not afraid of the absolute trauma associated with wrestling. It's actually pretty good. I'm yeah. gonna write that down. At least they got to watch somebody do something cool before they die. Well, be yeah, that could be very useful for some, yeah. some people on the other end of a, of a police officer's weapon. Yeah, by the way, I was, uh, I did have one note is that I, I I was thinking that maybe you guys would consider um, entering a scene with two AK-47s in the air, just firing them. Mm. We did that with ten of them at that soccer game. Yeah, seems like a real like a, that dovetails nicely. Um, now, uh, Griff, you admitted to providing anabolic steroids to practically every wrestler in the Federation, but people are way too uptight about this kind of stuff. As far as I'm concerned, do you agree? Well, listen, what I say in the courtroom isn't a reflection of what I truly believe. Hmm. Uh, it's just a reflection <laughs> of what that uh, diverse lawyer found about me. <laughs> okay, I, I mean, that's a weird way to say it. I think you... Your lawyer is. Would you like me to say it a different way? Because I have a lot of. I think you're allowed to say. I think you're allowed to say Jewish lawyer. It just depends on the tone. But I don't understand. So I thought you admitted to. So you admitted to to handing out steroid stuff, basically all your wrestlers. But you're saying that admitting to that in court doesn't make it true, or does make it true? Look, what the court considers to be steroids, I consider to be fun, good time candy. Yeah. You know, it's called making a good product. Yeah. And I think that the problem here is that the law has not caught up with where we need to be. Mm. And where we need to be is we need to be able to pump all athletes full of as many steroids as we can possibly find. Yeah, sure. One of my problems with uh, athletes today is they don't look like they're about to absolutely explode at all times. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's hard to blame anybody because, because you know, we, we want bigger and better and more dramatic wrestling matches, but we but if we're not willing to, to take do whatever it takes to, to make these guys as jacked as possible, then what are we doing, right? You know, I gotta say, I saw you for the first time and it was absolutely shocking to me. I'm very worried a gust of wind is going to blow you away at some point. Yes, yes. I, I have actually tried taking very, very low levels of testosterone and steroids and it just, it was way too much for me. So I, I had to I had to stop that right away. Can I, don't I make a personal things. recommendation? Please do, yes. Uh, you know, when steroids doesn't work, sometimes uh, doing a speedball and then going to the gym for six hours really helps. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I don't know that I know what it's a speedball is, but I can... Well, a combination of cocaine and heroin. Wow, okay, wow. Alternatively, <laughs> uh, you look like uh, Chris Evans pre-Captain America in the wow. first movie. And so, I don't know, I feel like I'm allowed to say that we, uh, I'm allowed to say we police officers, even though I'm technically not one. Sure. And I also feel like I'm allowed to say that we police officers are working on a super serum to allow <laughs> really? for even buffer and more masculine and comforting cops. Wow. I would love to absolutely contribute every single penny I have to that project. Wonderful. Doesn't count as a steroid, though. Incredible. I That's incredible. Um, so you also, Griff, uh, you know, you're treating all these uh, wrestlers of yours as independent contractors, which means you're not giving them health care and you don't let them do anything outside of the you know promotional for themselves to make extra money or anything like that. You're keeping them on the bench and you're keeping them locked in these contracts. But that's all, I mean, it's all exposure for them, right? They, they, they ought to be grateful for it. Our company has been going strong for 33 years, and every second that those boys get to spend in my company is an absolute privilege. Sure. So if I want to pay them $10,000 a year, 
Mm -hmm. give them no health insurance, and sue them anytime they start to do a Twitch stream, then I think that's within my right as a celebrity. As a celebrity, that's where you you pull your power from. Well, look, if I have learned anything, it's that rich people, celebrities, and cops should be allowed to do whatever they'd like. Wow. That's, I mean, that's... I'm just surprised you guys are responding so positively. One of our problems has been I keep cutting promos like that and people do not care for it. Ah, well, maybe we should work together then because I've gotten pretty good at getting people on the side of our boys in blue. I had the thought that you seem to be perhaps the smartest man that I have ever spoken (laughs) to. Nobody's ever told me that before. Boy, oh boy. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, I could see you definitely, you know, branching out. And if you're looking for other areas where uh, men are are acting extremely violent and are in need of a PR overhaul, then perhaps professional wrestling is the next corner of the And even though it seems like they should be against each other at certain times, they are all, in fact, playing for the same team. Right. 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 Okay. Look, I heard your background, and it sounds basically the same as mine. I come from a very wealthy family of cops in Connecticut. Wow. And I also could not become a cop because my bulging muscles would not fit in any of the cop calls. That's Uh, right. That's amazing. So one of you is too tall to be a cop, and the other one's too wide. People are kind of over the buddy cop genre, but I could see this happening. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, uh, Griff... Well, one more question here. So you, you, it says here in my notes that your latest uh, hobby is that you've been learning to rollerblade backwards. Um, uh, do you know how to rollerblade forwards or is it just a... Uh... Well, I had what some might call a near-death experience and others might call a Rube Goldbergian farce where I was on just an impossible amount of drugs in my hotel room and just proceeded to go through every single floor. And at one point, I did fall on a pair of roller skates going backwards, and I thought, Wow. I feel free. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, okay. What was Rube Goldbergian about it? Yeah, there were a lot of layers. It was like a mousetrap that I was in, and everything just kept falling. Okay. It sounds like to the outside observer, you simply fell backwards onto a pair of roller skates, and the sequence of events, the chain reaction happened internally through all of the chemical happenings going on in your drug-addled brain. It is possible. I just fell down and was on ayahuasca. That could have happened. Wow. This reminds me of people's viral video I made called Booty Shorts Cop Rollerblades Down Santa Monica Beer. This is a good point. I did want to interrupt to say I think that cops should show more titty and that would really help with your public relations. Cops can be women, but I will never show a busty cop. Never! I won't sculpt a busty lady out of sand and I won't show a busty cop on my Twitter feeds! No, sir! And no one's asking you. Okay, no alright. I'm not a pervert! No, no, no one's no one's accusing you of that. I, I got kicked out of school for other reasons! Okay, so what is what tell me again what, what what's the conceit of the video with the booty shorts? Sorry, take a breath. Booty shorts. Everything's okay. Everything's quite alright. Booty shorts cop, mm. thanks for asking, was a man. Oh, okay, great. So yeah. And because this was one of our diverse cops. Oh, and you're doing I didn't ask too. because we did. Don't ask, don't tell. But I think he may have been one of those uh, twinkle cops. And this was down in California. And I said, hey, the way you get to work every day, that's different. Uh-huh. And I said it with that kind of tone. And yeah. he said, 
Thanks. You gotta let them know when something's like yeah. you've never encountered I've never something. Encountered you should before. tell them. It's exactly. weird. You don't know. That's weird to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, we could turn that into something because I because hey, Will and Grace is big right now, is it? I think in like Latvia. Okay. <laughs> and I said, hey, let's all let's go down to the beach up here or something and have you roller skate. Get those shorts nice and short. Mm-hmm. And everybody's gonna go, hey, maybe cops aren't so bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe this cop will be the co- the sixth queer eye, the cop one. Wow, yeah, okay. Everybody will take care of That's food. smart, you gotta yeah. get a cop one in the group. You gotta, right? get, a, you gotta <laughs> get a group. It's no, how are you gonna get your life back together if one of the six guys helping you isn't a gay cop? No, who's like, gonna dismiss your DUI? Exactly. I like the idea that you still think Will and Grace is hot, but you also know what queer eye is. What? Yeah, Carson Kressley, all those guys from the... Oh, no, okay, you're living the past (laughs) world, okay. It's been a real pleasure, and I think the two of you should definitely start collaborating. Hey, would you mind putting on this cop suit outfit, pretend you took a super serum and do a TikTok dance for me? You're muscly as hell. Uh, I'll probably bust out of it like the Hulk about halfway through. perfect! Shipley Do Trick was played by Aaron Paulson. He is a Vermont-born improviser that is currently based in Chicago, where he performs on the team Onion River. He also publishes crosswords. You should follow him at Scoots Babu on Twitter and Twitch. Griff Chisholm was played by Kate Kaiser, a Vermont-based comedian who co-hosts House Calls, a Real Housewives podcast. She is also a frequent co-host of Tuesday Night Trivia at Vermont Comedy Club. I'm Nathan Hartzik playing Dean Ardenfeld. Please follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram. Join our Facebook group, Fans of The Corporation. You can even find Dean Ardenfeld on TikTok now. Subscribe, review, rate, all that great stuff. The Corporation is a production of Unicow Media, the official tiny little podcast network of Vermont Comedy Club, located in beautiful Burlington, Vermont. <laughs>